Welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank with Janet Kunst. It's time to turn up your company's marketing efforts. We'll show you how with a variety of actionable plans that you can start using right now. Get ready. Big results are just ahead. Now, here is your host, Janet Kunst. Hello, and welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I'm Janet Kunst, your host, and I am so glad that you're joining us today because we are going to be talking about the unconventional guide to content marketing. And what what that means is we're going to look at what content Uh, content marketing is and actually what it looks like in real life situations and then we'll look at developing your content marketing strategy and how to put it all together on a content marketing calendar. So what is content marketing? Um, According to the dictionary, content marketing is a type of marketing that involves the creation and sharing of online material, such as videos, blogs, and social media posts that does not explicitly promote a brand, but is intended to stimulate interest in its products or services. And then Content Marketing Institute further defines it as a strategic marketing approach focused on creating and distributing valuable, relevant, and consistent content to attract and retain a clearly defined audience and ultimately to drive profitable customer action. So the bottom line is where uh, traditional marketing is focused on selling your products and services in an almost in-your-face type of manner, content marketing is really focused on building a rapport with your audience to get them to know, like, and trust you before they actually buy. It's really a long-term strategy, and it's based on building those that strong relationship with your uh, target audience, uh, and it involves giving them high-quality content that is very relevant to them on a consistent basis. And content marketing actually shows that you care about your customers. And in today's world, more than ever, it's really important because they need to feel cared about um, since uh, the world is so much louder and noisier than ever before. And there's so much information that they're getting um, bombarded with on a daily basis. They really just need to know that you have their best interests in heart and that whatever you're giving them is something that they'll find useful and rele- uh, relevant. And it actually involves um, storytelling, where you're drawing your audience in so that they can relate to you on a more um, more than a thinking level. Um, we talk about we talked about this a little bit last week, and um, it's about getting all those facts and figures and benefits and features of your products and services and turning it into something that they can internalize and really relate to, and um, It's really one of those ways that's so important today um, to be able to draw your audience in with that story and to um, give them a compelling reason to follow you and to like you and trust you and then uh, in turn buy your products and services. And that's what you really need to keep in mind when you're developing your content marketing strategy. So there's three avenues that you can take for content marketing. Um, You can go offline, you can do content marketing online, which is uh, what 
most people probably think about when they think about content marketing. And then there's some hybrid situations where you're doing both offline and online content marketing. So when it comes to offline content marketing, um, we're we can't ignore the fact that there are a lot of brick and mortar businesses that have actually hesitated to um, get on the internet bandwagon because they don't understand how it will work for them. I've worked with a lot of uh, people in this situation, uh, people that say, well, nobody's looking for my type of business or, or articles and stories on my type of business on the internet. They just come in and buy what they need or they get the service and, and they're done with it. They're usually just looking for an email address or a phone number um, or the street address to find me and that's it. They just need to know that I'm here and I'm available for them to buy those products. But uh, in reality, they do need content marketing and for offline content marketing, it really uh, involves providing information to your customers online that will get them into the store or to request your in-person services, whether you're a pool cleaner or a hairdresser or a small boutique owner. And the idea is still to tell stories that draw them in. So I have a couple of examples for you, and some of them you're you're going to say, oh, that's what what you're talking about. Um, The first one is uh, about... uh, of all things, comic books. Um, Hasbro in the 80s started producing a lot of comic books um, around some of their action figures like uh, G.I. Joe and, and some of those action figures. And what they found was that that content marketing through those um, comic books not only sold more and more comic books because what people wanted to uh dive into those stories and and the kids love those stories and even adults love those stories but it also became a boon for their action figure market and not only did their comic book um comic book uh portion of their business increase but the uh, action figure market actually increased 10 uh, or 40 fold actually and what that shows is that um, your content marketing can drive the business for your products and services and in this case Hasbro was really intent on selling their um, uh, action figures and and the content uh, the comic books were just the way to get people to buy those action figures so that's one example of offline content marketing another um, involves something that we uh, probably all grew up with and uh, it's kind of morphed a little bit uh, in the last few years but it's soap operas and the way that soap operas got started was that um, some of the soap companies wanted to uh, draw their audiences in with some content. So what they did was they created these short stories on uh, radio because um, soap operas actually started on radio and uh, they advertised their products on those stories and those stories were dramatic stories, the soap operas that we know and and have come to love or detest depending on which side of the fence you're sitting on. But it was a way for housewives to get involved in the stories and to hear those ads um, that were the commercials for the soap. 
and in fact, uh, Netflix has uh, it, all that has kind of morphed into Netflix. And Netflix was originally just a distributor of uh, films, but they've morphed because they've been able to create their own. Um, films and series and so their on their um, offline marketing or, or their offline products which are those films have become part of their content marketing so that's another story and the last one that I know we can all relate to are Super Bowl ads where um, every halftime we all sit there and listen to those uh, riveting stories that the Super Bowl ad companies tell and it's really just to draw you in with their stories but it's also to draw you in to buy their products. So offline marketing, it's uh, the easiest way to do it is to start leveraging a blog that answers your customer questions and provides them with information that they need to know about your product and service. And it also involves creating and nurturing an email list to keep your customers up to date. And I just want you to remember that this is not a promotional activity. It's not about, hey, here's the, our next sale. It's about uh, drawing them in with stories, with relevant information that they can use in their daily lives. And then, of course, the second type of content marketing is online content marketing. And this is really what we've talked about the most on uh, marketing that won't break the bank. And it involves everything from video to articles, um, putting together ebooks, all your social media posts, those infographics that you see all the time, um, podcasts, webinars, um, sponsorships, um, and even text messaging. And it's really getting your customers involved or your audience involved and making sure that they're seeing um, the relevance of what you have to offer and getting to know, like, and trust you, and then ultimately buy from you. And then there's this thing that um, I've I've designated as hybrid content marketing. And this is where you're using a little bit of your offline marketing and your online marketing to promote um, your business. So it's uh, things like promoting offline events online or vice versa. So um, if you're at an offline event and you're tweeting about the event constantly, that's that would be high. Uh, hybrid content marketing and the good thing about all of these methods is it doesn't take a whole lot of money to implement them and that's what we love to talk about here on marketing that won't break the bank and um, so what we're going to do next is we're going to start looking at how to build your content marketing strategy and define your goals and um, how you're going to actually put that together and we'll we will do that after our first our first break um, so there's a lot of different components that we're going to be talking about so you really want to get out your pen and paper or take notes however you want to take notes and stay tuned we'll be right back Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Let's face it. Marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. 
At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411MarketingSolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411MarketingSolutions.com. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So before the break, we looked at what content marketing is and what it looks like when uh, you're talking about content marketing on and offline. So now we're going to take a look at the various components uh, you need to put together your content marketing strategy. And content marketing strategy really is all about vision. It's the ins and outs of how and why your content is going to be created and managed. And, and eventually, if you get to that point, you're going to archive it or update it. Um, it looks at the content your customers will ever encounter from your business. And it will actually simplify your business because it lets you know how to improve your business since you are going to review your goals on a regular basis and you're going to know your audience um, and what they want and uh, what they're interested in. So um, it's really an outline or vision that explains the reason why you're producing the content. Um, you decide what you're, uh, uh, you're producing the content for, and you're also going to choose the formats that you use, whether it's blogging or video or social media posts or uh, podcasting um, or the other various types of um, content that you can create. And you're only, and you're also going to figure out how you're going to create it and how you're going to promote that content. And you'll also decide on how you're going to measure your efforts and um, how you're going to define success. So your content marketing strategy has uh, about six different components. And these components are um, your reasons for creating content, the risks involved, and what your uh, vision for success will look like. The second one is uh, the goals you hope to achieve and the unique value that you're looking to provide to your audience. 
The third is understanding your audience, who your ideal customer avatar is, and how they make buying decisions, their pain points, and their preferred methods of communication. Fourth is your brand story and what differentiates you from your competition or what makes you unique. Uh, Fifth is the platforms that you're going to use to tell your story. And then lastly is how you're going to measure the effectiveness of your strategy, whether it's traffic volume, engagement, um, goals achieved, or whatever your um, measurements that you put together are. So your content marketing strategy doesn't have to be complicated, but I, I highly encourage you to write it down so that you can always refer back to it and ensure that you're on target and on plan. And uh, a lot of small businesses don't do this. Um, and what they find is, what I found is that um, contact marketing doesn't meet their expectations. And what happens is they get frustrated they're not consistent with their content marketing and they give up because it doesn't work. And once they get to that point, they uh, it's really hard to convince people to go back and try it again. Um, and I just encourage you not to be this person. So make sure that you're writing down your strategy, even if it's only on a, a page and you have it uh, generally outlined I highly encourage you to do that and keep referring back to it to make sure that you're on target and on on track. So the first uh, part of your contact marketing strategy is your vision. Uh, again, your your reasons. What are your reasons for creating your contact uh, content? The risks that are involved and what your vision of success will look like. So what you're trying to do here is you're trying to answer the question, why are you doing this? Um, are you truly looking to develop a relationship with your audience? Or are you just looking to sell your product? Um, both are okay, but it's but just be upfront and honest with yourself as to what your goal is. Um, I love this quote from John Buscal, who's the head of Moondog Marketing. Uh, Content marketing is a commitment, not a campaign. So if you're just looking to promote your products and services when there's a sale or some other kind of push, then you really need to evaluate what you're doing and if a content marketing strategy is right for you. Um, you also need to write down your vision for success. And what I mean by that is you you want to create a story. Uh, um, you want to think about where you want to be in a, at the end of, you, of the year. What do you want to have happen as a result of this content marketing strategy that you've done? Um, what will you be doing at the end of the year? What will your customers be saying or your audience be saying? Um, what goals will you have met? How will your business have grown? That sort of stuff. So that's what you want to do with your, your marketing vision. And then once you have your vision written, um, you want to start setting your, your goals. And these are the goals that you hope to achieve and the unique value that you're looking to provide. So I would suggest that you start setting up your goals using the SMART method. And uh, that means that you want to be specific. So when you're creating a goal, you want it to be short, sweet, and to the point as possible. So things like having a good marketing year um, doesn't really cut it. Um, what you want to do is you want to imagine that somebody, um, maybe your boss 
or maybe an investor is about to leave for vacation and they have about 90 seconds before they run out the door and you need to tell them uh, what next year's goal is and um, are, and how are you going to tell them in as sweet and short and concise a method as possible. So your goals need to be specific. Next, your goals need to be measurable. So using a phrase, and, and I see this all the time, like increasing your social media following, well, that's a great goal, but it's not measurable. Um, it's not trackable. So, so for example, if you start out the year with 100 followers and you end up with 101 you've met your goal if that's what your goal was. So if you switch to something like increase our number of followers by 10% or something like that, um, you can actually measure the, the growth of that on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis or an annual basis. Um, and just, just make sure that it's something that you can say, okay, here's where we started and here's where we're ending um, and uh, track the success of that. So uh, you want to be um, uh, specific, you want to be measurable, and then you want to be attainable. So just as we said with uh, being measurable, if you say you want to increase your number of followers by 10%, that's a great goal. Um, but if you say something along the lines of, I want to double my number of followers, well, if you have 100 followers, that may be attainable, but if you have 10,000 followers, doubling that to 20,000 may be stretching it a bit. So you want to make sure that your your goals are realistic. Um, so uh, and also, if you make sure that your goals are realistic, you won't get discouraged as you go throughout the year and you don't see that movement that you expected. Um, you can have intermediate goals and you can have end goals and then you can have stretch goals but just make sure that you're they're attainable and they're realistic so next as far as your goals go you want to make sure that it's relevant um, and you want to ask the question why have the goal if the goal doesn't matter so if you're selling widgets and um, at a maximum you can only sell a thousand widgets a month um, your goal shouldn't be to increase production of those widgets from 1,000 per month to 5,000 per month. It's, it's a great goal, but um, if you can't handle the sales or your, fact, or your uh, supplier can't handle that, why are you setting that as a goal? So you want to make sure that your goals are relevant. And then the last thing that you want to do in your when you're setting your SMART goals is make sure that you have it time-bound. And what that means is that you want to make sure that you have a timeline put together for meeting that goal. So um, you want to make sure, so for say for example, you want to increase your, um, your social media followers by 10%. Um, what are those, when do you want to do that by? Do you want to do that in the first quarter of the year? Do you want to do that um, by the end of the year? How, how are you going to um, put a time on that so that at that point in time you can say, okay, this is where I started, this is where I ended, and uh, I achieved my goal or I didn't. 
Um, and you want to make sure that those fall into those relevant and attainable goals as well. So, so those are the, the five things that you need to do when you're putting together your content goals. Um, you want to make sure that you know what your overall goal is and um, what your marketing needs on when you're putting those uh, goals together. Uh, are you looking at things like uh, more conversions of uh, or getting more visitors to your website, converting those visitors into leads, or converting those leads into sales, and uh, putting together a specific number for each of those um, types of goals. And then the other things that you need to consider when you're putting together your content marketing strategy are how many hours per week are you going to dedicate to attaining that goal? Because a lot of times, specifically when we're talking about content marketing, time is a real factor in achieving those goals and putting together that content marketing. So if you're not doing it, you're going to have to have somebody else doing it. But time is a real big factor in it. And then, what, and then the last thing that you need to do when you're talking about goals is you need to look at um, what your biggest marketing challenge is that's preventing you from getting there. And that's really important because... That's one of those things that I found time and time again is uh, people have these lofty goals and they think that they can put it in place, but there's certain things that are um, keeping them from attaining that goal. So it may be time. You don't have the time to set aside to do your content marketing. It may be money. You may not have uh, the the capital to put into it if you don't have the time. Um, there's all different ways that you can get around it, uh, around not having time. And then you may not have the resources. So you really need to make sure that you look at all three of those categories and figure out how you're going to put everything together so that you can achieve your goals. And um, if there is an obstacle in your way, you need to figure out how you're going to get over that obstacle in order to achieve those goals, or you're going to have to go back and check out those goals again and figure out um, how you can uh, scale back if you need to, to make sure that you, you put together some attainable goals. And um, the next things that we're going to start talking about are your customer audience. And we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but I really want to make sure that we, um, that we focus in on this because without knowing your uh, audience, all of your marketing efforts could be for naught if you're not um, targeting the right people and giving them the message that they want to hear. So it's time for a break. And when we come back, we'll dive into um, your customer audience and the rest of the things that you need to put together your content marketing strategy. So stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Like what you are hearing on marketing that won't break the bank? Join our mailing list to receive show updates, exclusive bonus materials, and more information on marketing for small businesses. To sign up, visit 411marketingsolutions.com forward slash radio. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. 
Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to make a difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So before the break, we looked at defining your content marketing vision and your goals. And next, as I said, we're going to look at understanding your target audience. So uh, understanding your audience and who your ideal customer avatar is, how they make their buying decisions and their pain points and their uh, preferred methods of communication is really important when you're putting together your content marketing strategy. And if you do this and you know your target audience backwards and forwards, you can produce more relevant and valuable content that they'll want to read and uh, ultimately lead to um, conversion and sales. So uh, if you haven't done this before, then uh, you're, go- you're going to want to make sure that uh, you, ha- you do all your research for your um, target market and make sure that you develop that ideal customer avatar as uh, succinctly as possible. And if you are an experienced marketer, um, I encourage you to do this exercise anyway because your target market may have changed um, and you may want to add a new group of people or expand your uh, current target market um, and uh, revisiting those parameters um, by doing a little bit of market research each year, uh, it's really crucial to making sure that you uh, stay relevant to your audience and in fact grow your audience. So some things to consider when you're when you're putting together your uh, target audience and you're developing your ideal customer avatar, you want to put aside the urge to say, I know my audience. Especially if you've been in business for a while, you say, well, I know my audience. I don't really need to do this. I know who I'm talking to. Please put that uh, urge aside. And I also want to encourage you, and I've, I've done this several times in the past, to put aside the fear of leaving anyone out. Um, I, I'll say it again. Anyone and everyone will get you no one and nobody. So you want to really make sure that you hone in on your audience, almost if you're, as if you're talking to them uh, across the table f- over a cup of coffee. You want to be that specific about who your target audience is. And you're always going to um, get the peripheral for that as well. Um, people hone in on, what, on your message and they'll be able to translate that to other applications. So if you're if you're in the skincare business and you talk about people with 
acne or dry skin or something like that, they'll say, oh, this relates to this other problem that people have. And I know people who have that problem. So I'm going to send them to um, this article or I'm going to forward this blog post to to them as well. So don't be afraid to uh, narrow your audience um, until you're talking to that person across from you. I also want you to remember that you are not necessarily your audience. So don't rely on your gut feeling or what you like and don't like. It's not you who is buying your product or service. It's your customers. And you can also have more than one target audience, but you need to define each one separately so that you're talking specifically to each one. Um, And your goal when you're putting together your target audience is always to be able to answer the question, how do I fulfill needs, solve problems, or simplify my customer's life? So the things that you want to look look at, whether you're a business-to-consumer or a business-to-business um, entity, are, are demographics. So we're talking about things like age, gender, income level, occupation, um, marital or family status, um, geographic location, uh, particularly if you're... Uh, you're a brick and mortar and you're only in one specific area, Uh, their level of education, what their buying habits are, hobbies and interests, their core values. And for business to business, you're looking at things like type of business, the size of the industry, uh, the number of employees, the annual sales, um, business associations, what, what, uh, what associations are they um, related to? Whether So, for example, if they're in marketing, are they part of the American Marketing Association? Are they part of the Chamber of Commerce? Um, that sort of stuff. So you also want to look at their motivation. So what are their goals? What are their challenges? Um, what are their pain points? And what keeps them up at night? What do they worry about? What are their top problems? And if money was no object, uh, what would you buy to solve the problem? And then also you want to ask them, what do they wish others understood about you or your business? You also want to look at things like objections to buying your product or service. What are their fears about making that decision? Their role in the process, and that's really important. Are they a gatekeeper? Are they the decision maker? Or are they the influencer? And uh, once you put that uh, ideal customer avatar together, that will really give you a lot of information as to the types of content that you're going to want to produce, where you're going to produce it and publish it. Um, It'll also give you an idea of uh, how you're going to interact with them. Uh, It's really important for you to put that customer avatar together um, before you start Uh, creating your content. In a lot of cases, you're going to find uh, some surprises when you do your your market research. And you're really going to want to do that. So uh, once you get that avatar together and you've put together your goals and your vision, the next thing that you need to do is you need to work on your brand story. And this is where you're going to tell your story about how you got to where you are, why you do what you do, and how you're different from the competition and what makes you unique. Um, This is your story, and this is how people are going to get to know, like, and trust you because they want to see the person or the people behind the brand. It's... um, 
in today's marketing uh, environment, people need to get to know you. They need to feel that connection with you. And and as we said last week uh, when we were talking about storytelling, stories are the way that you do that. And if you can get them to connect with you on that level, that's really what you're looking for um, when you're telling your brand story. And what I highly suggest is that you get very specific when you're talking about things that make you different from the competition and what makes you unique. Um, You don't want to use generalities like we're honest and always get everything done on time or we're clean or or whatever um, uh, because that's not something that really tells people about you and why they should choose you over the competition because your competition is going to say the same same thing. Um, and unless they go out and try and find those uh, nasty things that are being said about your competition, um, they're going to look at you and say, what's the difference? And you need to be able to vocally tell them exactly what the difference is between why they should use you versus the competition and not in a negative manner but in a manner that draws them in and tells them that story of why this is a passion for you why you do what you do and why that makes you unique and the person that they should choose and it's really fun to to develop that story so I highly encourage you to do that And then once you have that story done, uh, you also want to make sure that you're choosing your platforms to tell your story and to um, promote your content marketing. So I want you to remember that you don't have to be everywhere to reach your audience, but you need to be where your audience is. So um, that means that out of all the 600 plus social media sites that are out there, you don't have to be on all of them. You can be on one or two if you if you really find your audience there and um, you see that they're interacting with you there. Um, so you want to make sure that you hone in on that. And you also want to make sure that you consider what type of content you'll be producing and where it works best. So if you're producing a lot of visual um, content, so like images, uh, pictures, video, um, that sort of thing, uh, infographics, you might want to consider those uh, platforms that uh, speak directly to that. So things like um, Pinterest and uh, Instagram and uh, YouTube, just to name a few. It's not to say that you can't you can't concentrate on some of the others, but if that's where your where your strength is, you're probably going to find your audience in those areas as well. Uh, and then if you're um, doing blog posts or articles and your content is heavy on that side, then you want to consider things like Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter where you can give um, text-related information and put in links and uh, have them go directly to your website. Not that you can't do that with your um, visual uh, marketing as well, but um, you just want to make sure that you're uh, putting the right content on the right networks. And, and really, again, what you need to do is you just need to make sure that whatever platforms you choose, um, you find the right niche for you. And, and I really want to tell you the story because it's, it's really interesting to me that you may think that your, your 
audience is on a certain platform when in fact it's actually on a different platform and uh the story that i have to tell is uh i have uh, i i'm on twitter i'm on facebook linkedin uh and instagram and pinterest and pinterest for the most part is my personal stuff and I, and it just boggles my mind when I see people following me on Pinterest because that's not my idea for Pinterest. That's just where I collect my recipes and, and ideas for um, things to do in life. And, and occasionally I, I uh, put up, uh, I, I pin uh, ideas for articles and blog posts and, and things that I'd like to try for, for my marketing business. Um, but that's all I do with Pinterest. The one that surprises me right now is Instagram. I am getting more traffic on Instagram than I have on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn combined. And I never even considered uh, using Instagram before, but I thought I would try a test. I I had a challenge that I um, decided to sign up for and participate in, and it actually has been the most engaging um, uh, platform that I've seen. So don't have a preconceived notion of what platform you're going to be using. Make sure that you research it and find where your audience is. So moving on to our last topic for your content marketing strategy, it's measuring success. And it's how you're going to measure the effectiveness of your strategy, whether it's traffic volume, engagement, your goals achieved, or whatever. And this is a little deeper than what we discussed when we were setting goals, um, though it it does include that as well. So what this is talking, what we're talking about here is it goes to each platform and the type of content you've created so that you can figure out what type of content works best and um, where it, it seems to work uh, better than other places. And then you want to look at how you're going to replicate that success. And with that, it's time for our last break. And when we come back, we're going to wrap up our content marketing strategy with how to create your content calendar and some things to consider when you're actually implementing your content marketing strategy. So stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let's face it. Marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411MarketingSolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411MarketingSolutions.com. 
Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So far, we've gone through the process of how to create your content strategy for the year. And now we're going to look at how to put together a content calendar for all of your marketing activities. So it's time to put your strategy into action. And the best way to do that is to map it out um, for the year. And you can do this on a, in a spreadsheet or in a Word document, whatever you feel more comfortable with. But it's important that you have some way to document what you're going to do on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis. And so keeping your goals and your audience in mind, you need to determine the following. Um, how often you're going to produce content, what form your content is going to take, so whether it's a blog post, it's a video, it's a blogcast, uh, a podcast, uh, an email, um, whether it's a webinar, whatever form of um, content you're going to use. And then you're going to have to look at how you're going to distribute it, whether it's on social media, your website, whether you're going to do a, a guest post, if you're going to go on YouTube, if you have videos, if you're going to post to um, iTunes, if you're doing podcasting, um, and whatever other social media or or online marketing tools or even offline marketing tools that you're going to use. And then the other thing that you also want to look at when you're when you're considering each um, article of your uh, content is is it evergreen? Which means um, is this something that has uh, is just relevant for today, or is this something that everybody can use all the time, um, and it's not going to go stale? Um, or if it if it if there are things that come up later on that uh, you can use to enhance that content, you can just go back and edit it. So um, if it is evergreen, how often are you going to be posting it? Are you just going to post it the once? Or are you going to post it on a quarterly basis? On a on a monthly basis, that sort of stuff. And when you have a consistent schedule in mind, then you need to focus specifically on the content. So what I what I I'm talking about when you're when you have a consistent schedule in mind, uh, I mean, are you going to be posting uh, weekly? Are you going to be posting every two weeks? Are you going to be posting daily? Uh, what you want to remember is that whatever your schedule is. 
uh, and you get consistent at it, that's when your audience is really going to be expecting you to post your content. So if you are not consistent, you're going to lose your audience. So uh, once you have that consistency uh, built into your content marketing uh, calendar, you're going to have to look at some other things. Um, are you going to have a monthly theme or a weekly theme? Sometimes um, it's hard to come up with all that content at once, and, so, and it's easier to come up with a theme that you can use for a month or a quarter or something like that and just uh, find topics to talk about underneath that. And then you're going to need to look at the headline for each specific post and uh, how you're going to do the research for that post, if there's research involved. Um, don't just rely on saying words and writing words for the sake of uh, putting together the post. You really want to make sure that it's clear and concise and it's relevant content to your audience and you're not just rehashing the same thing over and over again. Um, and you want to make sure that it addresses a need or a pain point for your audience. Again, it goes back to that relevance that we've been talking about. And then finally, when you're putting that content calendar together and you're uh, writing out what uh, what the headline and, and the content is going to be for each um, piece of information, you're going to want to make sure that you have a call to action for each one. What do you want your audience to do as a result of ingesting that content, whether it's reading that, that blog or reading that post or um, watching that video, what do you want them to do as a result of that? Um, do you want them to sign up for your email list? Uh, do you want them to download a checklist? Um, do they, you want them to contact you? That sort of stuff. So you're going to need to make sure that you go through that. And you also um, don't want to forget that you need to do some market research to make sure that you're uh, hitting those topics that are important to your audience. So, for example, what you could do is you could do a survey online where you um, ask your uh, current audience that's on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or wherever um, what they think of the topics that you're talking about or what topics they would like to see you talk about in the future or what are their top um, five challenges or something like that so that you get an idea of where your audience is and you know where your audience is rather than you think you know where your audience is. Um, you can do some competitive research so you can look at what your competition is doing uh, and what topics they're talking about. Um, there, I've used this phrase before, uh, and I want you to take it as it's meant. Um, it, you can rob and duplicate, which means, uh, which is R and D, rob and duplicate, which doesn't mean necessarily you take exactly what they're saying word for word. But if they have a topic that you think is a great idea, go for it. Talk about that same topic. Don't, don't. Um, don't hold back because you think that others are talking about the same topic and your audience isn't going to be interested in it. If others are talking about that topic, your audience is interested in it. So take, so give them your spin on that particular topic. Um, you want to make sure that you're asking 
um, your friends and customers uh, for ideas because they'll also be a great source of ideas for you. And they may even give you some uh, feedback on what you're already doing and help you tweak some of the content that, that you're already using. So those, those are some of those things that you want to make sure that you're putting into that content calendar and um, make sure that you have that schedule so that you know exactly where you're going to post it, when you're going to post it, how often you're going to post it. Um, things like uh, Twitter, you can post multiple times. Um, you can post uh, several of them uh, a couple of times a year if you want to. Uh, in fact, if you look at some of the posts that you see on uh, or the tweets that you see on Twitter, some of that information is going back a couple of years um, because it's evergreen information. So, so they're just updating it and putting it out there again because it's still relevant and it's still things that, they're, uh, that your audience is talking about. The other thing that I want you to remember when you're putting your content calendar together is not to forget to... Uh, plan time to engage with your audience. Remember, content marketing is all about um, developing that rapport with your audience, telling them stories, listening to them, and giving them feedback and listening to their feedback. So you want to make sure that you build in time to your schedule to respond to their comments, to ask them questions, and to just um, spend that time with them so that they get to know, like, and trust you. Um, I, I ran across a great quote by Doug Kessler who says, traditional marketing talks at people, content marketing talks with them. And that's really where you need to be when you're talking about your content marketing. And if you want to be successful at your content marketing, you need to be talking with your audience and making sure that they understand you and you understand them so that you build that rapport that we just talked about and make sure that they're moving along that sales funnel that you developed a couple of weeks ago from uh, being curious about your business and trying to find out who you are to actually buying from you. And we've made it. You're now well on your way to creating your content marketing strategy for 2018. And I'd love to hear what you'll be up to for uh, next year. So let me know how you're going to use this information by leaving me a comment on my Facebook page at 411 Marketing Solutions. I'd also love to follow your content marketing journey. So connect with me on Twitter at Janet Kunst, on Instagram at Janet.Kunst, or again on my Facebook page at 411 Marketing Solutions. And if you have any questions about what we've covered or you have a question that I didn't answer, feel free to drop me a line at Janet at 411MarketingSolutions.com. And now I want to uh, take a look at what's coming up on marketing that won't break the bank. So since we're starting a new year, I thought I'd give you a little bit of insight into what I'm planning for marketing that won't break the bank and putting that content marketing strategy into place. I'm practicing what I preach. So each month what we're going to do going into the new year is we'll be tackling a different topic and I'll break it down for you into weekly bite-sized chunks. And since we've been talking about content marketing and storytelling and a lot of things that have to do with content marketing and the, and the importance of developing your plan, the first topic we're going to look at is blogging. So next week, it's blogging boot camp, uh, building your content marketing machine. 
And if you have a question, just let me know if you want me to cover something on on blogging that you have always had a burning question about, send me an email at Janet at 411 Marketing Solutions. And I want to thank you so much for joining me today on Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I hope this was informative and you came away with some new ideas to market your business and build your content marketing strategy. Have a great week and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you for tuning in this week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Be sure to join Janet Kunst for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you can use what you've learned in today's show and step up your marketing efforts. 